It's time now for North Star Sports, your source for the hottest sports takes in the business. Here's your host, Owen Ely. Yep, so we're here in the AFC North. Um, so the division winner last year was the Baltimore Ravens. They were 14-2. and two. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. What, what do you make of the, the Ravens' 2020 season here? Uh, all right. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I'm I'm going to go like ultra hot take here. Maybe not ultra hot take. So they add Coyas Campbell. They add Derek Wolf, two guys who can rush the passer. They're still good players. They improved that defense a little bit, which was already a pretty good defense last year. Okay. They draft Patrick Queen, the linebacker, who's got insane speed. He's an athletic freak. Improve the defense a little bit more. They get Dobbins. They draft him to add to that already explosive offense. Earl Thomas, yeah, it sucks. But, like, that dude is clearly – there's something not right there. I don't want to say he's got problems or whatever, but clearly there's something not right and he wasn't fitting the roster because you don't just dump a guy who's likely going to be in the Hall of Fame for no reason. So that hurts. But you take – like I said, just recap. Queen, Campbell, Wolf, Dobbins. You add all of those guys, your defense gets better. Your offense gets a little bit better. Lamar Jackson's going to have another year under his belt. I'm, I'm going hot take special. Chalk the Ravens up for 15-1. and one. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? I honestly don't even it, think – It's, a better, think it's a better football team. Yeah, I, I would say 16-0, but I don't want to go crazy because usually they – if you're if you're fifteen and zero, you'll probably sit your starters for the last game anyways. But like, dude, it this 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 team kind of reminds me of the year the Panthers went fifteen and one. When they just they had a dynamic quarterback and they had weapons all around and the defense was pretty good and they were just lighting teams on fire and scoring fifty at will. Like I think I think this Ravens team is a pretty good comp for that for that Panthers team from four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, honestly, honestly, it is. Um, I have them going 13 and three um, just because weird stuff happens. It's a weird season and uh, it, would, it wouldn't shock me if they went 15 and one. And obviously we're, we're kind of splitting hairs here because we're both talking about, you know, both of these records will get you a first round buy. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I don't think they'll burn themselves out in the regular season. I think, you know, you'll, I think they kind of know that it, for as talented as they are, they do kind of have problems in the postseason that are going to need to be – they're, they're going to have to attack the postseason in, in a different manner, how, however however that will be. Um, listen, I, I think they have the, the record for most about, amount of pro bowlers on a team with like fucking like 12 or something. So, I mean, they, they didn't lose anybody. I do, I do love that they got Patrick Queen. Um, I think they got better. I, I really do. They, they, they did. Yeah, I I think they definitely and Derek Wolf too. Holy shit, that was a great signing. That's that's a nice signing, dude. Those are two guys who can get after the quarterback. I mean, and 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 that's a bright side when you're when you're a Ravens team that can score this many points. I mean, dude, they scored five hundred and thirty-one points last year in their games and only gave up two hundred and eighty-two. And you can make the argument the defense got better. And because of that, because teams are likely going to be behind by so many points, they're going to be in more passing situations. They're going to have to pass more. Those two guys, Wolf and Campbell, they can get after the quarterback even more because of those situations that they'll be in. Like I, dude, it's just 
it's a perfect storm for Baltimore to be 14 and two, 15 and one at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think they will be much better. I think on a game by game basis, you'll see that they're better. I just think they they'll lose one more game, but I, I, I don't think it, I think they'll be better when it matters in the playoffs. Um, moving on here, uh, I guess the Steelers are the next team we'll talk about here. They were eight and eight, um, last year. Um, I have them going, and this is a very, it's very contingent on the health of Big Ben, because otherwise you're talking about Josh Dobbs and uh, Mason Rudolph, which is scary. Um, but I have them going 10 and 6. I think that they'll be good if they can keep Big Ben healthy. Not that he's, you know, he's still a, a shadow of, of his former self, but um, yeah. I don't know. The, the run game, it's, it's kind of average. I think people overestimated what James Conner would bring to the team, but I do like uh, the addition of um, uh, Anthony McFarland Jr. out of uh, Maryland. Um, y- you have a lot of unproven weapons, but somebody's bound to break out here. Like, uh, obviously, Juju is, is the number one guy, but uh, Chase Claypool, that's a really interesting just overall weapon. He's kind of a tweener between a, uh, a wide receiver and a tight end. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to like here. I mean, it's, it, they're still going to have a solid defense. They're still going to have good coaching. It's just really... They're either six and ten, or they're ten and six, and that you know anywhere in between depends on the health of of their quarterback. Yeah, I've got I've got him at like, oh man, I, I've got him at nine and seven right now, and and it's probably more like eight and eight, but I'll I'll stick with nine and seven just because of what I think Cleveland is and what I think Cincinnati is. But man, I Roethlisberger is not getting any younger. I know the the argument that everyone likes to make when they come to defend big Ben is well, in the last full season, he played, he led the league in passing yards. And it's like, dude, leading the league in passing yards is not what it once was like that. That does not necessarily equal winning games anymore. Like, obviously it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great, but he, he throws a lot of interceptions. He gets injured a lot. And I just don't trust his judgment as much anymore. Like I big Ben is in my opinion, a shell of what he once was playing against Baltimore twice a year. That's going to hurt. I just think because they get to play Cleveland twice, they get to play Cincinnati twice. I think they'll find a way to win nine games, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Steelers. I I think that's fair. And like, I've always said the, like Mike Tomlin though. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's kind of held them together through some rough times here the last couple of years. Um, Yep. Also, let's not forget they were fucking gifted a playoff win versus Cincinnati a couple of years ago because Vontaze was so is a fucking idiot. That was so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that was really egregious. I honestly think that's where 80% of his, his CTE comes from. Um, yeah. And, and I'm not even kidding. But um, I'm not. No, I agree. Yeah, but the, the, the best ability, I always say, is availability. So, yep. oh, the, the last full season – yeah, okay, but if, if it's a, a fucking 10% chance he has a full season, well, we got to start thinking about our backup plan. And I know that they brought back Dobbs, and, of course, they drafted him, and they like him. That's why they brought him back. But holy shit, like, you couldn't have got a better backup. Like I was going to say, dude, they, they should have went out and got someone. You can find a decent backup. It ain't that hard. What the hell was Andy Dalton doing? Andy Dalton might even just straight up be a better quarterback than Big Ben at this stage in his career. When I, I think when you factor in health, he probably is. And I bet you he'd love to play against the Bengals twice a year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it's it's I don't know. It's not even really that nitpick. Nit, uh, 
Jesus Christ. Not even really that nitpicky because it's a real thing. <laughs> like, when was the last time he was healthy? Um, any closing thoughts there on the on the Steelers? No, I, I'm I'm good on the Steelers. I got them a nine to seven, and and I and I don't think they'll make the playoffs. Okay. Um, moving on here to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they were six and ten last year. I I think they'll improve. I think they'll go eight and eight. I think. Uh, in large part, that's due to Kevin Stefanski, um, because listen, they probably could have gone eight and eight last year, but they had the worst head coach probably in NFL recent NFL history. Freddie Kitchens never should have got that job. He went so from quarterback bad. coach to offensive coordinator to head coach in like seven months. Um, they should have. Now he was only there for a hot minute, but that hot minute might have destroyed the team. This has been the most talented team, or at least a top five talented team for like the last three years. But talent itself doesn't mean a whole lot. You have to have other stuff to go with it. Um, they should have admitted their mistake and and fired Kitchens way sooner. So I think just the fact that they don't have a completely inept coach that nobody in the locker room respects, I, I think they will get better. It's kind of a tough division to do anything, which is why eight and eight's not going to make the playoffs. But, you know, I don't know. And the thing is for me too, what Baker Mayfield are we getting first year or second year? Like this is a, a make or break year for Baker Mayfield, not to get too hyperbolic, but I mean, Jesus, we've seen, we've seen a good Baker and we've seen a real bad one. I mean, what are we going to get this year? This year? I agree with you. This year might actually be the referendum on Baker Mayfield. Like it really might be like if he plays bad this year, there might be an uprising. Like, it's time to find someone else. It's time to move on. Like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. I, I just – I am i haven't been impressed with anything the Browns have done in quite a while. I mean, there's just so – they're a team that has way more hype than they have in terms of production. They just haven't done anything. Like, there was talks of – obviously not everyone was serious, but there was talks of deep playoff runs last year, and they finished 6-10. and 10. Like, it's just – Obviously, Freddie Kitchens had a lot, a lot to do with that. And you, th- dude, do you? Re- well, I don't remember what game it was last year. He literally threw the game away. They were on like the one yard line, and they didn't run the ball once. It was just like three incomplete passes and a turnover. Dude, I, th- there's just such questionable play calling, and I think Stefanski will address that. How I feel about Stefanski, I'm not completely sure because a lot of it was just running the system that was already in place in Minnesota. So I, I, I'm kind of in between on Stefanski. I think he's a good guy. I think he has the ability to work a locker room and kind of create that atmosphere. But I don't know if that necessarily equals three or four more wins. I'm going to chalk him up for eight and eight and call it good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't have, much I, more, I, I don't have much more to say on this other than it makes sense that OBJ was traded to the Browns. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, dude. I I saw. Okay, real quick, we won't go too far into it. I saw that circulating on Twitter yesterday, and I was like, "What the hell is everyone talking about?" And then this morning, I saw it was trending again. I'm like, "I need to do some research," and I found out what it was about, and that's interesting. But um, last thing on the Browns, I think this is the year for Baker Mayfield where we find out what he is. If this is another bad year. I think it's time to start looking in a different direction. And you can tell me, I don't know if that's too soon, but dude, at some point you just got to make a decision on your quarterback here and then move on from there. 
I think I think even if it's a uh, a not super I'm not gonna say a bad year, but even if it's a not super great year, I think they stick with him just because look at the history of the Browns. I mean, even a bad Baker Mayfield's better than like yeah, you know That's- Charlie Batch and stuff like this. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I like the addition of Stefanski. I don't like that they got rid of uh, gum chewing guy. I forget his fucking name, but that GM who like uh, you know got got them Baker and got them Denzel Ward. Um, I don't like that they got rid of that guy, but. I don't know, man. And here's here's the thing, too. Like, I'm completely 50-50 on whether or not Baker will have a good year or a bad year. I don't even lean one way or the other. I think it's just as likely that he actually yeah, turns into a, a borderline Pro Bowl quarterback this year or, uh, you know, he's he's just kind of blasé. I mean, all the pieces are in place. All the pieces are in place. It's just about doing stuff with them. You got to execute, yep. Yes. Uh, moving on here, the – uh, basement dwellers here in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. They went two and fourteen last year. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one with the Cincinnati I, I, Bengals. I'll, I'll make it pretty short and sweet here because I don't have a lot to say. I, obviously, they draft Joe Burrow. Okay, that's a good draft pick. I mean, the, the the dude last year had maybe the best year in terms of quarterback play for a single year in the history of college football. Like, I, I don't think that's too much of an exaggeration. But the team around him is not good. 2-14 and 14 last year, pr- pretty much no upside. I, I, I think they win, like, f- three or four games. Like, I just – I don't know. I, he's worth a couple wins, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him four wins. I'm going to say four and 12, but I think they're going to be drafting high again. I think they're going to be looking – you know, maybe you get a premier pass rusher. Maybe you draft a, you know, a left tackle or you get a, a really nice blue chip wide receiver or something like that, but – the Bengals have just been a dumpster fire for for too long, and I don't think rookie Joe Burrow is going to be good enough to improve them immediately. Um, and, and that's that's kind of what it seems like the consensus has been coming out of um, Cincinnati reporters is that Burrow hasn't looked great, and I know it's training camp and whatever, but usually you can tell early on, like, is a guy ready right now or maybe does he need some more time to develop? Um, and, and I think once he sees game action, he'll be a little bit better, but Right now, I've got him shocked in at like four wins. Yeah, I think you're you're uh, on point here. I have them uh, going five and eleven. I do think Burrow's good enough that he will give them uh, three more wins. I don't know. I it really wouldn't shock me if Burrow came in and actually performed really well. I just don't think there's enough pieces there that you uh, and that's you know, a big part of it. Do anything significant yeah. now? You get Jonah Williams back, who was the eleventh pick a couple of years ago. Um, he'll finally play a game for the Bengals. I like drafting T. Higgins. I'm going to put this out in the universe because I think it's entirely possible. Maybe not, at, maybe not at 5 and 11, but maybe if they go 4 and 12, like you said. Listen, there's three franchise quarterbacks in this draft class, which means, uh, you know, other generational talents at less important mm-hmm. positions are going to yeah. fall. It's entirely possible if the Bengals have a top five pick. I'm putting this out in the universe. What if they get Jamar Chase? And now that's a really interesting proposition because, you know, you get your franchise quarterback who people are really high on, and then you get this guy who people are like, yeah, we've never seen this guy do stuff at the college level yeah. like like Jamar Chase. And obviously they played on each other. Like, you know, Burrow made Chase better. Chase made Burrow better. But holy shit, like two you teammates, that would be awesome. But that can translate as well. You know, they've already got some chemistry. Dude, I think that's a good proposition. And that's the thing, like – Dude, like, let's say they're dra- let's say they're drafting, you know, let's say it just all goes to hell or something, and they just they're not good, and and maybe they win three or f- three games or something like that. 
that's not even that bad of a situation. Like uh, outside of how Joe Burrow plays, which is whatever, but let's say he plays fine, but the team around him just isn't that good. The defense sucks and all that. If they win three games and they find themselves like drafting one or two, they could trade down to like four and get like a couple more picks for the later in the draft, which would help them supplement the team further. Maybe you get an offensive lineman. Maybe you draft a linebacker you like or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because if they have a bad season, I don't think it's reason at all to hit the panic button. It might actually be um, a good thing for that Cincinnati Bengals team so they can acquire more draft capital and, and improve that team in the coming years. 100% correct. They're moving in the right direction in large part uh, due to the fact they drafted Burrow, but they are still very far away from, from yep, doing anything, even being 500. They're still a few years away.